Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast Fill in the Gaps. We are four experienced Cambridge certified teachers. We meet each week trying to fill in gaps related to issues in ELT with our own experiences. We are Alan, Semra, Fatma and Julia. We hope that our discussions will inspire you and help you navigate your way through different approaches in teaching. So let's get started. Hello everyone. In this session, we are going to talk about different life hacks for online teachers and how to deal with motivation. Teachers' motivation is really important these days. And uh, today we are going to discuss this matter with uh, four amazing teachers who struggled with teaching online within the interesting times we are all living in. So let's get started. It's uh, incredibly difficult to receive uh, this sense of gratification and sense of achievement uh, from the teacher's perspective. We, we can barely understand whether the students like the lesson uh, because it may seem that we didn't like it ourselves because it's online and it's, uh, it, it can take longer time. There are so many things that are different from the offline classroom. I think there is just so much pressure on teachers, you know, to motivate their students. Everything is expected from them. We have to motivate our students, but then who motivates us is the question. So we are supposed to motivate ourselves because we are the adults. Um, but for me, for example, the place of motivation for me was my social life, which I don't really have right now. So I'm also struggling with it to stay motivated and to have that energy to be able to inspire the students. Yeah, I must say, I feel like I'm just going through the motions or I feel like a teaching robot at the minute. You know, I check my watch, I've got a lesson, I plug in, I log on and I, I do my lesson. You know, I, I try and make it as involving and as fun as possible, but it's just not the same. It's not the same without that. that, that I don't know, it feels like there's a human, a human element missing. And I, I miss that. I miss that from, from my classes. But I think it's okay to... Uh, that we have to just accept that we are demotivated, you know, instead of pretending that everything is okay, just to accept the fact that yes, it is tough. Yes, we are demotivated too. Yes, we are only um, human beings and we have our weaknesses from time to time. So, um, but how we are going to deal with it, it's something that we are all learning all together right now. Absolutely. And uh, from my side, I would like to add that, in fact, um, we probably need to work less hours because uh, offline hours that we spend in the classroom and uh, online hours that we spend in front of our computer, um, these are two different dimensions. And apparently we become tired, uh, the tasks become tedious. So we become tired and we tire the students as well. So the timing, the attention span, everything should be changed. And uh, at least um, it, it should be, probably some changes should be adjusted and uh, some new approaches should be used. Let's say we can be, we can, we can say that we are lucky because we have uh, more time for um, preparation and we don't spend time on commute. But on the other hand, if we calculate how much time we spend uh, at the computer, we can see that this time um, is uh, 
more and uh, we spent uh, relatively more time than before. From my side, let's say I calculated and um, I spent three to four hours more daily, which means it results in uh, the health issues and uh, the, the um, sore eyes and uh, um, headaches and uh, just demotivation. So what I decided doing um, instead of just um, thinking how miserable I am, I decided to um, take some breaks. Going outside is really helpful. And uh, after every single lesson, I have a break. I stand up, I walk around, and uh, at least for five, ten minutes, I try to change the scene. It's something what helps. It does. And uh, in, let's say, in the long run, uh, when I finish my lessons, even uh, I'm tired, no matter how tired I am, I uh, try to go outside to to stroll around and uh, just to um, ventilate the brain, uh, to see some, something new and to change the picture. It's something what really helps, but uh, sometimes we just underestimate it and we, we feel too tired to leave our comfort zone, our life, uh, our, our um, house, yeah so what do you think yeah i agree i think you, you feel something really important there um i can I, i'll share my experience and i have afternoon sessions with my classes and these are three and a half to four hours long um this is an awfully long time to be on screen so i i cut mine up into into four four shorter lessons there is a temptation to think I'll just push on and I'll squeeze everything into one one long lesson and then it's done. But uh, I think if you do that, you're you're at risk of burnout really quickly. And you might think you're wasting time by taking extra breaks because, yeah, it will add on time to the overall length of your class. But I think you'll feel a whole lot better afterwards rather than just trying to steamroll through it and get it all done at once. Um, and yeah, get getting outside. I mean, the, the effects of the lockdown are well, disastrous for everyone. Um, so just, I, I guess, whenever you, you have an opportunity to get some fresh air, go and do it rather than rather than be a slave to your to your laptop. That's my advice. I definitely agree with both of you. You know, just because we are home doesn't mean that we have to be online all the time. And this is something that I need to share with my students. I need to remind them just because we are online doesn't mean that uh, you can text me after seven o'clock or that you can text me at the weekend or that I will respond to mails at the weekend. Just because I'm home doesn't mean that I'm going to be working 24 hours. I need the breaks away from work um, just to focus on myself and to energize myself again. I need those breaks and it's, it's like a boundary that I have to set and that I need to remind them to do as well because it's also exhausting for them and everybody at work. And you know, something else that I wish that we would do is I really, really miss just seeing my colleagues at work, just talking to them, not only about work, but about their everyday life. So what I wish that we would do is that we met online from time to time and just chat about our lives instead of having department meetings where we talk about work yet again and yet again that social connection part is really missing right now. That's what I feel. And I wish that we as teachers, because we are all stuck in the same situation, that we would come together just to strengthen our bond between us. 
Speaking of which, Samra, um, I remember one of my students shared a really interesting idea that uh, has something in common with what you've just mentioned. Meeting not uh, to discuss something related to work, but meeting just for a cup of coffee and enjoying it together with uh, your colleagues, talking about some private stuff, talking about something what uh, is totally different. And uh, we all need socializing these days in particular. Um, and it's something what uh, is really, um, uh, it's situation changing. So let's say if we just uh, start doing some small things and introduce them in, into our everyday life, we can see that even these 10 minutes may help us feel more content with our life and with what we are doing right now. And um, I totally agree with you that um, these kind of meetings with our colleagues, uh, not to discuss how well the students are doing right now and uh, about their performance, but just about uh, everyday life, what they, what, what problems they have, or maybe what uh, good things they have in their life, what, what they want to do, something about their intentions, that's something what matters. And then when everyone shares it within this time, they have the sense of belonging, they have the sense of uh, commitment, and uh, obviously it helps motivation. I yeah, I totally agree with you guys. Meeting with some uh, fellow teachers always uh, is always helpful. And not, I mean, if you're not friends with those teachers, you can just complain about students. I know it sounds really bad because we generally complain about students, but at the end, you know, you just remember uh, what is left to you is, uh, which is your job, and uh, you have to. Uh, you know, find some ways to motivate yourself. I was just talking with uh, my partner. We are sharing our classes with some partners. So we were just discussing how useless we feel in online teaching because the students who uh, didn't come to the classes, they all passed. So, uh, so we, I mean, what's our value? What's the value of our uh, classes then? We were just complaining. But at the end, you know, we were just, I just realized that we were suggesting things to feel better about our job and about the things that we do. And, you know, sometimes we will have some um, students that we actually affect in a good way. But, you know, there is no way to know. Maybe in 20 years, your students will remember you and will talk about you with others. But you will never know, you know. But um, I, I, I am sure that we have some uh, students like that. But as I said, it's really, really hard to, you know, know this and know that you're affecting their lives in a good way. You're teaching them something. And I just remind myself when I feel demotivated, I just remind myself that, uh, you know, we have really limited time. So th there are not a lot of things that we can achieve in, a, in such a limited time. So what I can do is to, you know, um, teach them or show them how to enjoy learning, maybe. This is the only goal that I, you know, have for myself as a teacher. So it just relaxes me. I don't know if it, uh, it would be relaxing to you too. Just thinking about it just makes me relax. And hopeful, makes me feel hopeful. It's, it's interesting what you said there about the students passing. 
without having attended any of any of your lessons i mean you know i have very low attendance in my class but like <clears throat> as, as sad as it makes me feel um it's nice that there is at least one or you know there are at least one or two students who are there who are there every week and it's 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 the same ones and that, that kind of like makes me feel a little bit better about things i feel sad that you know that i don't have 40 students in my class as i have on the class list but i don't know it's not at least if if, if someone has learned something of that, that might be useful for them then then we've achieved something One, one's enough <laughs> although telling yourself that when you're in the class on your own with one student can, can be difficult when i understand what i need to do next uh, it helps me to remain uh, focused and motivated on something before i remember that uh, in offline classrooms it was easier for me to uh, keep track of the lessons and i mainly did it uh, with my hand whereas right now uh, we are exposed to so many different apps and uh, you need to inform your students about what they're about to do and uh, there are plenty of them some schools introduce teachers to some applications which are they are about to learn and uh, they are expected to understand how they work Others, uh, for example, like me, uh, I choose the program on my own, let's say either it is Trello or any other or Notion, for instance. In any case, they are time consuming and uh, in order to know how to use them effectively without wasting a lot of time, uh, you need to spend some time on your own. Um, and uh, eventually, when we understand how to utilize them effectively, um, I found a really interesting idea of uh, uh, mentioning after each single lesson what you did, what was easy, what was difficult and uh, what you would uh, plan to do another time and uh, keeping track of these things every single uh, after every single lesson that you have with the students helps you to brush up on everything what you were about to do and what you were about to give him and it may happen let's say that you are less motivated uh, the next week and uh, you don't really know what to give uh, the student and then you just look at your notes and uh, you immediately understand uh, um, what where you were in the middle of which process you were and what you were about to give him another time especially if you have many students it's quite difficult to um, to see what their results are to analyze everything and uh, it's easy to get lost in all the in all the load of information that we are in right now so uh, to cut it short i was thinking about uh, organizing uh, life and work in such a way that let's say um, the lessons as well as uh, the lesson preparation doesn't take ages because in our case sitting at home is on the one hand beneficial on the other hand it's quite difficult to lose track of time and I don't know about you guys, but it, from my side, I waste a lot of time on uh, lesson preparation, using different tools, trying something new. And yes, that's really interesting, but sometimes less is more. And uh, right now I, I truly understand that because uh, the time that I spend on uh, knowing and understanding how it works, uh, I spend hours. And then when I introduce it to the students, they also need some time to get um, to get acquainted with the apps and tools. So um, I think that uh, we need to get better organized 
on the one hand, but on the other hand, uh, limiting the number of apps that we use uh, in order to be more productive is something what helps us remain more stable. Julia, you've made a great point. You're definitely very right. Um, we just lose so much time preparing a class. We're giving our best. We're working more and more to make the class um, interesting for them. And then when we have the class and they're not interested uh, or they're not so uh, energetic about it, we get demotivated, right? Because we have spent so much time on that class. And I think it's so important that we change our perspective because we as teachers, we focus so much on our students, right? We are born helpers. Like we are people who like to help and we have our students that we want to help and we want to change their lives and we want to have an impact. And it's all about them. And I'm at a point where I feel like maybe I need to change my perspective. Maybe it also needs to be about me because I have to look at myself and ask myself, what is making me happy? And what have I learned during this year, which is also very important. And I have learned so much. I can be so proud of myself because I'm not really someone who is using technology a lot. And this whole year I've been using Zoom, which, okay, I agree is very uh, user-friendly, but I've been searching online tools. I've used Quizlet, I've used Kahoot, I've used um, different tools like Drive and all that stuff, you know, to make classes more and more and more interesting for the students. And I, I learned so much during that time. I have learned um, how to use that, how to implement it in class. So from now on, I'm just going to focus on myself and be proud of what I have learned and how I have, what I've achieved during this time. I have not given up and I have not sit in a corner and cried and said, oh, I cannot do this. No, I've struggled every day and every day and, and I'm proud of what I have achieved. So I think we should focus more on us and think about what is going to make me happy. What do I want to do in this class? Do I want to listen to music? Let's listen to the music that I like to motivate myself. And if the students have fun at the same time, it's great, but, but we cannot focus on them all the time. That's just um, too exhausting. Yeah, I, I have found that kind of like if you, if you can customize your lesson so that it focuses on you <laughs> as a, rather than the students, it, it can become a lot more, a lot more meaningful for you. Um, you're kind of, you're personalizing it. So you're giving a little bit of, of yourself to the students. Um, they kind of like, they can see where your interests lie. They can see where your passions are. And it's, it's a nice, it's a nice thing for you to do. Um, with, with my lessons, I, I quickly realized that, that you know, spending three and a half hours on an academic English course book is, is useful, but at the same time, it, it's not useful and it, it needs more. So I split my lessons so that I have like, I don't know, a 45 minute session at the end of the class where I do something that's come from me for the students. And uh, it's the bit that I actually look forward to most in my lesson. Yeah, we do the syllabus work, that's done. You know, I don't, I don't skimp on that. There's no problem there. Um, but I think where my real energy comes out is in that, in that final 45 minutes where we, we look at some stuff on YouTube or we talk about films and we talk about music uh, or we do, well, we do collaborative stuff. And uh, it's kind of, it's a nice way to finish the lesson. Absolutely. Um, Alan, you know, uh, it made me think of uh, my lessons and uh, I remember that 
from time to time, I switch to some more personalized context. And uh, even sometimes I change the program of the lesson. Something what I've planned uh, may sound uh, at some point uh, too much for them. And when I feel it, I try to step back and uh, just do something what they like, listen to what uh, my students want and share with them some personal things. I mean, what, how I spend my time, uh, what, uh, what happened to me. Let's say last week I had some experience with uh, flying and uh, doing different tests and, and they were wondering how it was and I was sharing it with them. So it was some kind of establishing uh, and uh, making our relationship stronger. And uh, it's all about trust when they feel that you are ready to share something they are ready to share with you and this exchange of the energy is really important so i think that it also affects in our higher motivation it's interesting that you you mentioned the word trust uh, fatma shared a, a lovely video with us last week and it was about um how to be a great teacher and I thought, oh my God, how many videos like this have I sat through? And I and I watched it and it was amazing. And it, it leads in with um, the presenter talks about a survey he's done in school. And he said, uh, he's asked his students what makes a great teacher great. And the first response was like, a great teacher eats apples. Mm. And you're like, what the hell is he talking about? And then he, he explains his story and he says, basically like the students find out that if you if you eat apples you like apples and then some of them will start giving you apples and it becomes um like a matter of trust where a relationship forms like based on something as base as basic as uh something that you like an, an apple crazy stuff but it was kind of kind of meaningful and i thought yeah do you know what that that's that's one of the things you really need to create with with your students some some kind of sense of trust where then they're not afraid to to sit in your class in this strange online environment and they're and they're they're not afraid to share yeah great video thanks Fatma. yeah i really like the video too and it's like just listen to them they are they are people too they are human beings they have feelings too i mean they have expectations so it's not that complicated sometimes you know sometimes we are complicating things and I have the opposite situation. Uh, you say, guys, like uh, we have to create lessons according to what we like. But I find it really difficult because I generally do that. I get too excited about the things that I find interesting. So I prepare a lot of th things. I don't want to say interesting because they're interesting to me, apparently. So my students don't find them interesting. So uh, I, I prepare a lot of things. Uh, and then at the end, they don't like it a lot. Then I watched that video Ellen um, mentioned. And after that video, I will definitely listen to them and uh, like try to do things that they find interesting, even though I don't think that. <laughs> so I don't, even though I don't think so, I will try to um, bring things uh, for their, um, you know, interests or needs, really. You know, I've I've never watched an episode of How I Met Your Mother. It's just not it's just not one of my things. Yet the name it kept coming up in my in my lessons. Like, you know, what TV programs do you like? And I kept I kept hearing this time and time again. I thought there's something here, and uh, I used it 
I used how I met your mother in one of my lessons and the students really enjoyed it. Like for me, it was like, well, who are these people? Um, but for the students, it was like, oh my God, the teacher is on our, teacher is on our level and uh, we're doing something we want to do. Thank you, teacher. Yeah, it just shows that you're willing to uh, learn things. You're open to different ideas and different perspectives too, right? So we are done this week, I think. We talked about motivation. I hope our ideas and the ways that we tackle with motivation problem help you um, in your quest for motivation, teaching motivation. Uh, we'll see you next week with our next episode. And so here we are at the end of another episode of Filling the Gap. Thanks everyone for a great conversation and thank you for listening. Feel free to get in touch via email with questions, comments or suggestions for future discussion topics. Check out the description for useful links and contact details. See you for the next episode.